Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome into hour number two of the early line. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wright side with you here on a Thursday morning. It was a big news day in the NFL yesterday. Aaron Rodgers will be out against the Kansas City Chiefs due to testing positive for COVID. Michael Thomas announcing that his season has come to a close and potentially, although he didn't announce this, but you might think his Saints career has come to a close. Michael Thomas, though, not the only wide receiver in the room. And I want a chance to talk a little bit more about the Odell Beckham situation right now and the tensions that are rising between him and the Cleveland Browns. Because, Donnie, Odell and Cleveland just seemingly, it hasn't worked. And injury is probably a big part of that. But seemingly a lack of chemistry between Odell and Baker has played a big-time role. But this all took a very odd turn when Odell seemingly made a last 24-hour push at the deadline to be moved. LeBron tweeting out hashtag free OBJ, his father getting involved. And now Odell apparently is just gone from the team. And they are contemplating needing to release Odell Beckham Jr. Donna, your read on this situation. Yeah, he's going by the disaster mode playbook. Uh, I'll play nice for a little bit, but eventually if I don't get my way, we're going to go scorched earth, which means, hey, Dad, hey, how's it doing, son? What do you think? Hey, I need you to do me a favor today. Uh, film something and put it out there that the Baker Mayfield's not throwing me the football. No problem, son. I got you covered. Hey, uh, LeBron, we're really good friends here. I need your help on this one. You have a lot of Twitter followers. It's going to get national attention. Everybody's going to retweet this. Just put out there free OBJ because they know we're friends and we talk to each other, so we'll put that out there as well. And and then you're saying, you know, I'm going to show up to practice. And there's a reason why Odell Beckham was thrown out of practice yesterday. It's not because he showed up to the building and he was happy and nice and, hey, I'm going to work hard today and play. It's because he probably showed up to the facility and didn't talk to anybody and you knew he was pouting and it was going to be a bad experience on the field, which instead of letting him practice, you just ended it right there and said, just go home. We'll, we'll try to work something out here with you to see if it makes sense for both sides. And it hasn't worked out. And, Kevin, I always point back to, you know, opening the show. He was such an electric talent for the Giants. You would be ludicrous to trade a kid around 25 years old who dominates in the NFL at a position of Mm -hmm. skill that you could have him for the next 10 years and a megawatt superstar in New York City for jerseys, fans, loved by all. But he was so tough to deal with, they shipped him out to Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland got a steal here. Giants, what are you doing at this point? Giants get a couple players back. Well, the Giants won that trade overall. Why? Because Odell Beckham still hasn't worked out in Cleveland. Now you're taking a look, all right, where's he going next? And there's still a fervor because we're trying to remember Odell Beckham as the one-handed crazy catch against the Dallas Cowboys when he was still younger in football, rookie year, second year, whatever it was for the Giants. And all those electric games that he put up. But this isn't the same Odell Beckham. This is a guy that's injury-prone with a devastating leg injury and seemingly can't fit into a team atmosphere. So I don't know where he goes, but the playbook is out there, Kevin. If you want to be released and you haven't gotten traded yet, just do exactly what he's doing, including getting thrown out of practice, because the distraction sometimes is not enough for the Cleveland Browns to say, we had the under contract. You're not going to get your way. We're not going to set a precedent. Well, sometimes it's better just to let loose. Did you see Baker Mayfield yesterday talking in front of the press? And they're asking him questions like, hey, did it hurt your feelings? No, it didn't hurt my feelings. I'm a professional. Was I surprised by it? Yeah, but I'm the quarterback of this team. And no, I'm not trying to not throw the football to a talented player. Maybe it's not me that you keep hearing about. Maybe it is Odell. Man, this is a tough look here for the Browns, but I think probably the next week, Kevin, we're going to get some clarity one way or another. Radio audience in full effect. Appreciate all those listening to the Early Line Series XM Channel 159. All of our radio 
affiliates out there. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside talking about Odell Beckham Jr. And I think, Donnie, everything he said there makes a lot of sense. I have to say this whole situation, though, does surprise me quite a bit because how did they not find a resolution during the deadline here? I think at sometimes teams perhaps get a little too caught up in maybe not giving a player what they want and they don't actually then think about what's best for them. I've been trying to implore to Sixers fans, even a co-host of mine, that stop worrying about keeping Ben's money and not giving Ben what he wants. Mm -mm. Remember that you wanted to trade the guy at the end of the Atlanta series and maybe ask yourself, hey, are we better if we trade? Ben Simmons, are the Pacers maybe going to make our roster better if we accept the deal? Odell clearly wants out. And it is clearly not beneficial to keep Odell around under those circumstances for the Cleveland Browns. Why do the Browns still want Odell in the building? Donnie, at the time they made the deal, as you said, it was a no-brainer. All of the reactions are unanimous across the board. The Browns stole from the Giants. And that opening season with Freddie Kitchens under control, it didn't work great, but he still had a 1,000 yards receiving, just couldn't find the end zone at the same level that he typically had. And then the injury started to creep up. And then the chemistry was clearly not there with Baker Mayfield. And the tensions have started to rise. But what I don't understand, Donnie, is why the Cleveland Browns wouldn't just move on from OBJ. And that's why this is all so puzzling to me. Did he make it clear he wanted to be traded at 2 p.m., two hours before a deadline? How is he still on this roster? It's very interesting that you bring it up, but also keep in mind, you're talking about ownership in a front office here that still sees long-term. Like, we can't set this precedent where everybody wants to leave. And also keep in mind, they owe him money. And they probably don't want to see him happy at this point, Kevin, because things get personal. Yeah, we're going to cut him, which is what he wants. He's going to clear waivers, and then he's going to go to Tampa Bay, Dallas, the Rams, or whoever it might be, and have success. They don't like that, Kevin. Sometimes they would rather bench him for his own good and sit him out and pay him while they're with the team. Be right back on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Back here on the early line. And there's one more note from the NFL we have to get to, which involves COVID and how it relates to gambling here. Because we saw yesterday the New York Giants have a bit of a COVID scare. They had 13 positive tests. They retested. Only one of those ended up coming back positive for a second time. Their running backs coach. So it was a blip in the radar. It appears, though all of those second negative or those negative tests will need to be negative again in order to have those players available for their game against the Vegas Raiders this week. They are three-point dogs. 
You pair that news, Donnie, with this Aaron Rodgers news, right? Think about the people out there that grab Green Bay plus two and a half, those plus prices on the money line, and watch the line move in their favor all week long down to essentially a pick em price against the Kansas City Chiefs. And then, boom, nothing you can do about it. Rodgers is gone. You were betting on Rodgers. You know that. Maybe there's a world you could end up winning your bet. The Cooper Rush Dallas Cowboys situation is one. But we kind of knew you were taking a risk with a Dak Prescott injury. This is where COVID is a complete changer. And I think there was a lot of people that thought, and at the minimum, I think we all had hoped that this wouldn't be a part of our 2021 NFL capping season. But it is, Donnie. And especially someone like yourself and the way that you like to bet and are very prideful in your record. How do you approach betting still where COVID is such an important part of the puzzle? It's so hard. It really is. And I use this term a lot, Kevin, be a chameleon when you're a sports gambler. You have to be able to adapt. You have to be able to change. Like there was times where a few years back where if you're betting a side or a total, you knew, Kevin, exactly where you were going on Monday morning. This line is at 46 and a half. I know there's a greater chance it'll be at 47, 48 or 49 than it will be at 45. I have to take it now. And you take a look at, you know, you're trying to level out the weather conditions. But now in this COVID day and age, because also when you talk about injuries during practice, they come up every once in a while. But it's very rare that you would take Aaron Rodgers in a football game. And by Thursday, oh, Aaron Rodgers twisted his ankle at practice on a Thursday, might not play in the football game. Those are extreme rarities that may happen every once in a while. But when you take a look at now COVID, beating the line isn't as important to me at all. We're sitting here on Thursday. Like, I'm 11-4 and four overall, my best bets on the season in the NFL. Well, I only got 15 plays through eight weeks. I like to slow play it, but I like to be factual about what I do. So if I know I like four or five games here, it used to be in the past, Kevin, by Tuesday or Wednesday, it might already be a locked-in board for me. Ready to go. Weather looks good. Everybody's here. But the simple fact, it just takes one scare, like the Green Bay Packers, and the fact that it was such a big game to a big player, because your point is very valid. When you're entering into the week and you say to yourself, wait a minute, I can get two and a half points here with the Packers. I actually think the Packers should be favored in this football game and might close at minus one or minus two. I'm taking it right now because there's one thing I know for sure. The Packers aren't going to you know, plus three or three and a half. It's only going to go lower. And that is a smart, shrewd move for a person just looking at odds and trying to beat that CLV and get to the weekend with a better number than you started at. But the simple fact is if you did that and you took Aaron Rodgers, Look, the Packers can still win the game. We've seen it before with prices and crazy things happen in football. But the simple fact, this scares me off now, Kevin, of these early Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday games. And also keep in mind, there's so much more information on these practice reports now, Kevin, than ever before. You see so many guys sitting out that in the middle of the week, like, hey, I like this offense. Like, wait a second here. I could be without my left tackle, my right guard, my starting wide receiver, and my running back now seemingly banged up from the game previously here. You just have to sit and wait it out, even if it costs you a point or two on a team total. Isn't it better to rest easy on a Saturday knowing you know exactly what you're getting from the day before or the day that's about to come up on Sunday than firing on a Monday and holding your breath on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday that nobody tests positive or gets injured in practice? It's crazy times here, but you have to adapt to it. It's a good question you brought up. It's great insight from you as well. And I think there are a couple of adjustments that people can wait. Certainly, perhaps if you're an early week better, say you typically go for your full units, maybe a quarter, maybe a half on the Tuesday line, and you make it whole when you get to your Sunday lines and you feel like everything is clear. Perhaps you just wait. And if the number that you were looking to bet is gone, then, then so be it. Can't lose money on something you didn't wager, right? But you also sure. can lose a lot of value. And the other thing I will add, though, with all of this that is concerning, of course, is the postseason. At the end of the day, the Packers are 8-1 and one or 7-2. and two. It doesn't matter. They're going to win the NFC North. They're going to go to the playoffs. It matters for seeding. It certainly does. They might have lost this game anyway. In the grand scheme, it will be inconsequential. But if this was the wild card round, their season's done. Maybe Jordan Love's amazing, but you get the point that I'm making here. And that is something that is still very concerning. And luckily, the Futures Board provides boundless plus money in ways to, you know, approach it with caution. But it's something that is hard not to think about when you see what, as Donnie has said, is very likely the game of the week. What very well could have for some been a Super Bowl preview. I bet there are people out there who early season, little bit, five bucks, bet the exact Chiefs-Packers Super Bowl match. This was their Super Bowl preview. Imagine a world where you go to the Super Bowl 
and the starting quarterback is going to miss the game. Imagine the world, Donnie. I hope I hope we don't get there, but it's hard not to think about it when you see stuff like this play out. The conspiracy theorists would line up for that one also, Kevin, because you remember in the NBA not too long ago, LeBron James hanging out at a party. Somebody else gets suspended for that. LeBron James doesn't. Why? Because big games are coming up here. That would be a crazy world to talk about. And you're also right because you're – the vaccinated to the unvaccinated. If you get COVID, it happens. You know, if you're vaccinated, you'll probably be okay because you have the vaccination. But the simple fact now, Kevin, that you're talking about big time quarterbacks here. Let's let's we'll, we'll couple about Lamar Jackson and also Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. If they do make the Super Bowl, if they are a close contact, it doesn't matter what happens here. You are going to be out for a minimum of what is it, five days? I guess that you have to stay away or in quarantine. If you get the virus, it's ten days, no matter if you test positive or negative over those ten days. It is wild times here, and that could devastate. Imagine your whole future's ticket. You're right. You take the Green Bay Packers to get to the Super Bowl. They're in the Super Bowl. I'm not hedging here. The Green Bay Packers are favored to win the Super Bowl here. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't play in that game. Man, it's tough things that we have to look at here in 2021. But it is what it is. Yeah, it uh, it is what it is. Boy, wow. I hope we do not get there. Let's make the transition over to the NBA. We've got a nice little five-game board here that we will give you some previews for. But there were a couple of interesting notes from last night's action. And I'll bring up quickly, Donnie, what I thought was a big game between the Sixers and the Bulls and what I thought was a really big win for the Philadelphia 76ers. Broke this one down yesterday on the show, and we talked about Philly in the first half. They'd won all the first halves at home. The Bulls had dropped three consecutive first halves, and that Worked out perfectly here in this game. And for a while, it looked like the absolute smartest way to bet this game, right? As they were up by 14 at the break. And then all of a sudden, this thing got a little bit closer. But the Sixers held on, and they won it by five, and they covered. And Joel Embiid with big defensive plays down the stretch. What'd you make of the Sixers here? Moving to six and two, same record as this Bulls team that everybody's been so impressed by. I was impressed by the Philadelphia 76ers here, and you're right. So if you take the crystal ball and say, hey, by the way, DeMar DeRose is going to go for 37-10, and 10, and Zach Levine's going to be right behind him at 27-9, and 9. that probably means the Bulls won that game against a depleted Sixers team without Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid coming back from one of those, you know, hey, we're worried about his knee and it's going to flare up. But the simple fact, the Sixers did play well in the first half, but I think bigger here, Kevin, we watched it together on In Play Sports tonight. Oh, no. Oh, no, here we go. Sixers, mm-hmm. they gave away the lead. It's a one-point game, and you even brought it up during the show. Now, wait a second here. The Sixers are actually up by two points in this game, and it's a pick when they came in favored by five to four and a half because it looked like everybody was ready for the dock collapse with the 76ers not playing the right guys here. But that was a great performance down the stretch. You know, interesting stuff going down. That Joel Embiid block at the end of the game was enormous mm-hmm. to the final point spread crazy how sometimes it comes right down to the wild but a good performance by the Philadelphia 76ers beating the Bulls I gotta give the Sixers a world of credit I thought this team maybe would struggle a little bit more with some of the absences that they've had and those absences have grown wider the Blazers no Embiid no Tobias Harris they put a win up on the board no Tobias here against a really really good Bulls team they put another win up on the board they have as many wins as any team in the NBA to open up this season here and they should actually have more if not for the collapse against Brooklyn. A ton of credit here to this Sixers team. An impressive 6-2 and two start to their season. They are in action tonight on the second leg of a back-to-back. Will Joel Embiid play against the Detroit Pistons? Or can they cover without him? We'll break it all down next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. 
The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Let's keep things moving here on Thursday morning. A five-pack on an NBA slate here. Some interesting games. I think the biggest game that jumps off of the marquee is probably Heat Celtics, right? A Eastern Conference Finals matchup just two postseasons ago. Boy, do these teams look different. Miami, 6-1 and one on the season. 6-1 and one against the number as well. The Boston Celtics... Well, they called a players-only meeting before playing the Orlando Magic. And folks, I'm telling you right now, I bet the Celtics team total over in that game. They didn't solve a darn thing in that meeting other than having the Magic be on their schedule. They looked horrible. Jason Tatum's approach to modern basketball is impossible to comprehend. He catches and waits. No attacks to the basket. It is back up, dribble, dribble, fade away. I don't know what he is doing. Jalen Brown right now is by far and away the best player on that basketball team. I don't know how they show up to Miami here, Donnie, on the second leg of a back-to-back and even compete. Although the only other sample we have of them on the second leg of a back-to-back was against the Hornets on the road, and it was their best game of the season, and they won it in overtime here. I am not over the moon about laying seven to a Boston team that I still can't help but respect a little bit, but they have not in any way earned a dollar of mine until I see a market change in their performances. Yeah, back-to-back night. Looks like they played some defense last night. Weren't overly impressive on offense. Now they find themselves roughly a seven-point here dog in Miami. Always tough to go on a back-to-back with travel against a team that, quote-unquote, should be rested and ready. But now you're also saying, like, what type of environment are we going to be in for the Celtics? Are we going to press it? Are we going to say, hey, we're more of a defensive team. We finally got it together after the players' meeting. Let's slow it down and play good defense. I don't know if that's going to work against the Miami Heat. Miami Heat are a deep team, and they are very physical. But it's one of those things where maybe the price point is a little bit too high at the 7. But i got to tell you right now, Kevin, looking at the Celtics itself, itself, heading into this game, are you looking towards taking the dog here in this one? Because I know back-to-backs are always deterrents. And also, you know, back-to-backs mm-hmm. now heading on the road for one of those legs. And also keep in mind, as we talked about, the Miami Heat being a good team, and they're already home. I don't really want to get involved with the Celtics at this point here. So the seven points around that range, a little bit of a stay away from me. Over under 215 and a half, Kevin, which means those legs might be a little bit tired. That would be different, Mm -hmm. maybe, if that game last night was 116 to 111, but it wasn't. Neither team got to 100 points, and one team barely even eked into the 70s or the 80s. That's crazy. Yeah, I think if you're looking to back overs in this game, it could be perhaps a Miami team total, which is cashed over, uh, I believe, in three consecutive. They put up 129 and 125 in their last two outings here. I did want to make sure I brought up Tyler Hero, though, Donnie, because we we always are looking at the futures market and where their big movements. And the sixth man of the year award has seen a monster move because Tyler Hero, through seven games, has seemingly locked this thing up, which... I don't know if you can actually do that, but the numbers suggest it, Donnie. The second choice on the board for the sixth man of the year is Jordan Clarkson, your preseason favorite at 10 to 1. Tyler Hero is the favorite right now, Donnie, at plus 155. He has scored 157 points off the bench for the first seven games, the most points by a reserve through the first seven games to open an NBA season. He is averaging over 22 points per game. Can a guy really lock up an award like this this early into a year? 
No way. And, and what would be your point here of actually betting Tyler Hero? Even if you think he's going to win it, you still have to be healthy to win it, Kevin. At any time, mm-hmm. you can get injured and miss, you know, three to four weeks or the rest of the season. So it's not as if it's Tyler Hero at plus 950, and behind him is Jordan Clarkson at the FanDuel Sportsbook at 10 to 1, Montrez Harrell at 13 to 1. He's at 155. When you talk about getting the best of the number, certainly that is not the best of the number, even though he's been incredible. What are we, an eighth of the season down? There's still so much time behind this. That number, there's no way that, can it even get, I'm not questioning you, Kevin. Can that number even get lower than plus 155 over the next week? Like, what's the rush to take Tyler Hero right now as the sixth man of the year? So last year, right, we, it, was, it was great to follow. All right, when will an award flip to minus money? I think the first time we saw, like, the MVP flip to minus money was LeBron, and it was, like, the midway point of his season. Like, yeah, Donnie, he's three more good games away from being a minus 120 favorite for sixth man of the year. Well, I, listen, right now, if you ask me who wins it, it's Hero. The, the rest of this field has a lot of ground to make up. And I told you Clarkson had zero equity in this award. Oh, for 18 on his last threes. He has no equity in this award. But Montrezl Harrell's having a great year. Melo seemingly makes seven threes every game he comes off of the bench for the Lakers. Patty Mills still gets after it. But also, as Donnie said, none of this matters if, and you hope it doesn't happen, but if injury pops its head in, which, by the way, impacted every single award last year in the NBA from the MVP to the sixth man of the year to the most improved market. So do keep that in mind. We keep moving through the slate, Don, who mentioned those Philadelphia 76ers going up against the Detroit Pistons. The Sixers posted right now as six-point favorites. This total is 208 and a half. You've got an interesting spot where Philly's been favored in five games. The only time they didn't cover was against these Detroit Pistons. Of course, also the question, will Joel Embiid be playing on leg two of a back-to-back? Yeah, I don't think Joel Embiid will play tonight. And if he does, it probably is going to be much more limited minutes. And obviously, Tobias Harris still out in the COVID protocols. And you say normally that is a disaster. But Kevin, we just saw that just a few days ago. The Sixers played quite well. It looks like incredibly, even without Ben Simmons here, which would be a key cog in the starting lineup for the Sixers, this is still a very deep team. Georges Nian coming off the bench, just burying three-pointers. Furkan Korkmaz from the three-point line, very good. Seth Curry has been decent as well. And also take a look at Andre Drummond, who can fill in admirably here. And certainly the game that Joel Embiid did miss, I mean, the guy almost had a triple-double in that game and easily got a double-double. So now you're trying to fast-forward today to the Pistons. One and six overall, one and two at home. The Sixers are a six-and-a-half-point favorite, six-point favorite, depending on where that line is going to end up today. But again, it's one of those games where, Kevin, I look at the, the – uh, Celtics that we just talked about just a few moments ago and what that line was. Mm-hmm. It seems a little bit steep, but then again, I'm not really looking towards the Celtics. It'd be the only Miami Heat for me. In this game itself, the Sixers favored by six points or more. I'm not ready just to jump into that equation yet, even though it still is the Pistons and they're not a good basketball team. Sooner or later, Kevin, it has to jump out. It's a back-to-back game here. You're without two of your starters and probably mm-hmm. your two best overall players if Embiid sits this game out. Probably still would be the Pistons or nobody here, but probably, Kevin, more likely to be a nobody here for me. I got to tell you, though, this is a classic NFL schedule. They handed the Pistons here. Here's the Nets, Bucks, and Sixers in your next three games. This is just tremendous <laughs> yeah. action. They lost to Brooklyn by 26 and Milwaukee by 28. Completely non-competitive in both of those games here have been the Detroit Pistons. They're, they're six-point dogs. They're tough to get to the window on. And you don't know about Joel Embiid. And again, like the Pistons have been so bad. I'm not sure this line isn't factoring in an absent Joel Embiid. That's how bad Detroit has been, though they already did play Philly this year and they kept it within a number. 110-102 was a final. We'll we'll see. Again, I, I think this is going to be one of those games where, as Donnie said, more likely than not a no play. Perhaps props markets comes out. In fact... If Embiid's absent, trying to, you know, capitalize on Donnie's new favorite player, George's Niang, could very well oh, be yeah. something that's worth a look. Here's another good game oh, to yeah. bring up, which is Hawks-Jazz. And there's a very important note to bring up about this game. It involves Rudy Gobert. So right now, if you go through a lot of the different, you know, app services, right, you'll see Rudy Gobert on an injury report and listed as out for this game. From everything I've looked up, Rudy Gobert is completely healthy. And this is being listed 
as Rudy Gay. And I and I don't know how this happened, but there are like fantasy apps, Donnie, that are listing Rudy Gobert as out due to Rudy Gay's current diagnosis. Now, I would like to imagine there is no world where the books would somehow see this, not double check, and post a number based on this misinformation. But I got to tell you, the Utah minus one price on Atlanta, who was on a second leg of a back-to-back, does look a little bit short. Pair all of that with the fact that Donovan Mitchell is listed as questionable for this game, and I got to imagine that they either know Mitchell isn't playing or they're under the impression Rudy Gobert is not. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one because maybe it's just an automated feed that they get if it's wrong and they just see that update early in the morning. They hang that number. All right, this makes sense here that you might have to correct during the day because I'm looking right now. The FanDuel Sportsbook opened up the Atlanta Hawks at a minus one price, which is now shifted to a plus one price here on the hometown Hawks. And again, coming off that back-to-back performance, it looked all that great against the Brooklyn Nets. Now you're going to take a look at the Jazz coming to town over under this game. Kevin, 220 and a half. Now, for just from a betting philosophy in itself, when you take a look at total, right? And we're no longer looking, Kevin, at 195s, 199s. This is 220 and a half. Is that a deterrent for you to automatically say, I'm not taking a total over in this game? Or how do you play that out or maybe look at that as the NBA season rolls on? I mean, look, I turned to Donnie last night as I was watching the Celtics clank every shot. And I go, Donnie, look at this. It was like five games were final. They all went under. The adjustments are still seemingly very difficult here on what has been an unders-under season. And in fact, one look that might make some sense for this game is the under. The Jazz, four road games, all have gone under to open up this season. Now, the Hawks have been very good at home, though. 3-0 against the number at home, but again, a second leg of a back-to-back. This is one of those games we talk about waiting for information. When you have a Hawks team on the second leg of a back-to-back, and a lot of question marks around who can actually play tonight for Utah. This is a wait-and-see kind of game for me, Donnie. There's two more we'll bring up at the, after the break, and also, of course, Thursday night football. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, You can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Colts Jets preview is on deck, but I still wanted to bring up the last two NBA games here, Donnie. Both spots where you have teams laying double digits. The Suns lay 10.5 to Houston. That total, 217.5. The Lakers lay 12.5 to an Oklahoma City team that has already beat them Mm. this season. Oh, my goodness. 217.5 is the total. Either of these games intrigue you. Not really all that much here because you're taking a look at two really bad basketball teams. And as always, when you're trying to bet your hard-earned money on effort and performance, the last two teams in the NBA probably that you want to be dealing with at this time would be the Rockets and the Thunder. Now, also, looking at the Lakers games, you have to win by like 15 points, right, if you take a look at that. 
is this a revenge? Like the, the NBA doesn't work the same as the NFL or college football. Who they beat us bad last year. Let's really come back. I don't really think the Lakers care all that much that the Thunder beat them and it's time for extreme payback in this game to beat them by 40. He just looked to win and move on. It's just another regular season game. So laying those amount of points, I'm not all that interested in overall. But take a look at the Lakers. Should they pound the Thunder? Yes. Should the Suns beat up on the Rockets? Rockets, Absolutely. But you don't get style points for that in the NBA. And these games are on late. So, Kevin, I'll probably be checking the scores on Friday morning from these two. There, you got to hope, though. I mean, get, get Donnie involved in one of these games with a three-by-two. Yeah. The last time there oh, was yeah. a late-night three-by-two, I pushed Donnie to the window. I mean, we, we, listen, that bet could have been three minutes for two attempts, and it would have been a sweat, folks, let alone cash a winner there. Some quick notes here. You've got a Houston team that has been a double-digit dog three times. They've covered all three of those games. The Suns are 1-3 against the number at home this season, and they should be 0-4. They should have never in a zillion years covered a double-digit spread against the Pelicans team, but Devonta Graham couldn't hit a shot. Their offense fell apart. They were up 20 points at one point in that game. Houston plus 10.5 could be a legitimate look, and quite honestly, probably so is Oklahoma City. The Lakers are horrible against the number. Six, one and six as a favorite. One and six as a favorite you just check an nba board are they playing cool give me the points it's worked almost every single time almost every single time i don't know why you would stop because the one thing is donnie there are games where they don't show up like the last one against houston and then there are games where they're up a million and then stop playing like what happened against the oklahoma city thunder here quite honestly i think if you back both double digit dogs your worst-case scenario is likely one and one if not both cover. Boy, oh boy, if one of those teams gets upset as well tonight, that would be a very bad look for both of them. We'll certainly follow the action, of course, uh, throughout. But let's take the transition over to Thursday night football. The main event, no matter who is playing, even if it's Mike White and Carson Wentz. Donnie, the 10.5-point spread, the total, 45.5. We talked quite a lot in hour number one about feeling like this Indianapolis team is this side. But is it laying a 10.5? Is it laying a first-half number? Is it a team total? But what about the Jets' offense? Because they're the group that feel like makes this game so interesting. We trust the Colts to score. Can Mike White do it again? Woo! All right. Oh, yeah. What is that? About? I mean, that was sensational. That was great. Whoa. Man. That was a surprise. I, hyping up, I didn't yeah. see that coming. Hyping up the Jets' offense with a little bit of tunes there. That was sensational stuff, which means that maybe we should be. Maybe that's a sign that we should actually be backing the Jets tonight. But I have taken a look at the game <laughs> overall. So. When you look at the Colts here and the way the Colts want to play and when the Colts win, look at their wins on the season, Kevin. Versus Miami, 27-17, double digits. Versus Houston, 31-3, double digits. Versus San Francisco, 30-18, double digits. So dare I say if the Colts win, Kevin, it will be by double digits. It's certainly plausible there. I certainly could see that playing out. I think the interesting thing is a Jets team that, of course, comes off of the game with 34 points scored against the Cincinnati Bengals. And the thing is, Donnie, like, it wasn't a team that benefited from punt returns. It wasn't a team that benefited from a pick six or anything along the lines. It was, I can't this music. I've never heard this great. I'm ready to lay a nice tight Where book over this team behind you, man. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Donnie, as far as the props go in this game. Touchdown scores, I mean, Jonathan Taylor's minus 270. Does anybody else catch your eye? <laughs> yes, it certainly does catch my eye here. If I'm taking a look at overall props in this game, there's two of them that I do want to look at, Kevin. Most passing yards in the game. Now, we already brought this one up, Kevin, which is very interesting because you would think to believe that Carson Wentz should throw for more yardage than Mike White throws for. Now, the simple fact that you're trying to take a look at this game and say, what makes the most sense here? If the Colts are going to win the game and the Jets have a bad defense, why not take Carson Wentz to throw for the most yards in this game at plus 140? I'm certainly not going to take a Mike White start on the road and try to get back after it. Also, secondarily in this game, passing yards for Carson Wentz only listed at 240. 
he should be able to get over that 240, no doubt about it. So if you take a look at two props here for Carson Wentz tonight to have the most passing yards in the game at plus 140 and also over 240 and a half. That's where I'm looking at this game. Now, also, we usually have, Kevin, what? The specials in the game, the match specials, they haven't appeared yet on the FanDuel Sportsbook. So when they come up a little bit later in the day, that's where we'll be looking towards. But early on, I think Carson Wentz getting the short end of the stick here, Kevin, with throwing for more yards than Mike White here. I, probably, again, it's just this weird thing where every time he throws the football, it's seemingly these big pass interference plays that really cuts into his yardage. What I think so fascinating about a Mike White, right, Donnie, over-unders, 35-and-a-half pass attempts for him. He threw the football 45 times against the Cincinnati Bengals. As a team, actually, they threw the ball 49 times because Mike White oddly left that game banged up for a couple of moments there. In fact, Josh Johnson probably threw a would-be touchdown to Denzel Mims that he ended up dropping. But what jumps out, right, is we try and get an assessment of, well, who are some of the favorite targets? Donnie, when we did our target player props, brought up Dallas Goddard to you. Seemingly, as now, tight end one, finding that relationship with Jalen Hurts. Well, Donnie, look here. Dump down City from Mike White to Michael Carter out of the backfield. 14 targets in that game against Cincinnati. Nine wow. catches for 95 yards. That Remember the Najee game where he caught like 20 passers or something? Nonsense. I think it was against like Vegas. You look at the Michael Carter numbers. And again, we talked, Donnie, they can't put Michael Carter's receiving yards at 50 and a half. They'd never be able to do such a thing. 37 and a half is the number. And in fact... He had 67 receiving yards and eight catches against New England. I think the Michael Carter over receiving yards, a receptions total that's four and a half with plus money to the over, makes sense as well. I think Michael Carter is a guy where I still expect this team to be down, will be used in the passing game. Yeah, no doubt about it. And also, Kevin, when you take a look at the passing game here, anytime touchdown score also creeps in. Now, immediately, when you talk about the Jets and the Colts and who's going to score, ah, Jonathan Taylor, got to take him, no doubt about it. Minus 270, any touchdown? Now, do I think he's going to score? Yes. So value is in the eye of the beholder. But I'm not laying a minus 270 for a guy to score a touchdown, particularly a running back that could get injured at any time during the game. It's a lot easier to say, ah, my guy didn't score. It was minus 115 than minus 270. Michael Pittman Jr., a minus 115 price. Michael Carter, a plus 155. So if you take a look at from a Jets perspective, and if Mike White is supposedly the favorite to throw for yards tonight, there's probably a good chance that he's going to throw a touchdown pass. So Michael Carter plus 155 out of the backfield. Corey Davis plus 210. Jamison Crowder plus 210. I think more of the value on players to score a touchdown, Kevin, for me, coming from the Jets side tonight. I tell you, and the more we, we break it down, Donnie, if we think the Colts will score... Could it just be an overs game, right? The Colts' secondary is banged up. Ryan Tannehill threw for three touchdown passes against this team. Lamar Jackson threw for four touchdown passes against this team. And you've got Mike White coming off of a multi-touchdown pass game. Again, he threw three, and Josh Johnson should have thrown a fourth. It hit Denzel Mims in the hands. They didn't throw a touchdown on that possession. And it's a plus-money price, Donnie, for that over. One-and-a-half touchdown passes there on Mike White. I think now as we're kind of continuing to break this down, you know, both quarterbacks for 500 passing yards and four touchdowns, it's going to be probably a nice payout. I mean, 10 to 1 number, although I know Donnie both quarterbacks are going to throw yep. for a buck 73. But perhaps because we don't have our full game specials market just yet, but perhaps each quarterback for a touchdown pass in each half, I mean, you might be getting 10 to 1 Donnie on a shot like that tonight. Maybe better. Yeah, and I, I am going to look forward to those to see what they have, but there is one odds boost here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. That is a very good one, I believe. It's up from yeah. 210, boosted to 250. The Jets and the Colts each to score one or more touchdown each half. So the Jets in the first half need a touchdown. The Jets in the second half need a touchdown. The Colts in the first half to do the same. Touchdown the first half and a touchdown the second half. Doesn't matter how you get those, because I know we also like and take a look at some of these as the music comes into play. And I love this music here, Kevin. Get me fired mm -hmm. up here for Thursday Night Football. But if I'm looking overall, that is a good one. The other one we like to participate in is what? Each team, Kevin, one rushing, 
and one receiving. I think that'll be legitimate as well. If they post a couple of those tonight, it looks like that's the better way to go because we're looking at the game itself and trying to break it down with a double-digit point spread. Don't necessarily like it. Do I love the 46? I think it goes over. Don't necessarily love it here. Do I like Carson Wentz's, you know, Yardage props to go over a little bit, but sometimes these odds boost and these specials are a lot better overall and at least easier to try to take because you know what? I can reason these out. I like that first odds boost. Would love to see more of them tonight, Kevin, for sure here. And what a nice payout though, Don, when you consider a Colts first half team total of 14 and a Jets first half team total of seven and a half. So you're still expecting both of these teams to put touchdowns up on the board in both the first half and the second half, and you're getting a nice payout. Yes, this could go left. We understand that this could go left. But also, too, Donnie, are we talking enough about the fact that both teams played games last week that had 34-31 final scores? I mean, both teams yeah. played games last week that were at, at 65 scored, and we're sat here tonight at 45 and a half. I got to tell you, this is the kind of game we're doing a pick six, and I'm looking for alt totals usually, alt overs. Mm. This could be the kind of game that I could see surprising the number. And that's sometimes maybe a, a better way to play it where – are these teams going to just get you home 46 exactly? I'm not, you know, 27-19, right? Like, that's kind of what you would think there. I don't know. Could these teams maybe blow past the number? Again, a big night for the Colts. Jets do their part. You know, over 50 and a half is a plus 160 payout. You get to that 54 and a half, that's plus 270. You start to get to some bigger numbers there, which can always, again, be a fun way to play it. It's part of the reason that Donnie and I so often bring up the match specials market, because we're looking for those plus money opportunities where you don't have to be perfect. And, then, you know, Don tweeted out last week the prop week from heaven, and it's continuing to go well. DRS yeah. will never leave an NBA slate untouched again as the three-point mm -mm. prop parlays have continued to be his friend. And he's been doing a great, great job with those. Those plus money opportunities increase your margin for error, and when you're hitting them, they increase your bankroll as well, Donnie. No, they certainly do, and we'll have a lot of fun doing that because NBA will be on the docket tonight. But I'm interested to see what the FanDuel Sportsbook gives us for the rest of the day and some of the specials for the game. But I could almost assuredly say, if the only boost we get tonight is that Jets and Colts to score one touch and per half, sign DRS up for that plus 250 number, Kevin. Yeah, it looks like a good one. Taking a break, though, here on the early line. Up next, Donnie Wrightside will close out this Thursday edition. Will the music come back? We'll see. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Last segment of the day for the early line. Right here on a Thursday on the Sports Group Network Series. Channel 159. Both myself, Donnie Wrightside, and Kevin Walsh. As always, from 7 to 9 a.m., bringing the pain before we hand it off to Ben Stevens and the morning after from 9 to 12. Right here on the network. 
do want to take a look at two interesting things here in the NFL. Number one will be the COVID protocols here and what it's going to take place with the Green Bay Packers. As you saw, Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID-19. He is not vaccinated, so he will be at a minimum of 10 days, which takes you all the way to next Saturday, which will be really interesting here because the Green Bay Packers do play the Seattle Seahawks at home. If there's anybody that can play on one-day rest here, basically, it would be Aaron Rodgers. But that's not the case or the point I want to bring up here because the protocols are what the interesting part will be. Guys that are unvaccinated in the NFL, when they do press conferences, you see them talking with their mask on. Aaron Rodgers never had a mask on when he was talking inside the building. And also, we date back because there's a lot of internet and Twitter sleuths out there that found the press conference back in August when Aaron Rodgers came back to the Packers. And they asked him, are you vaccinated? He said, I'm immunized, which led me to believe that. Oh, that's just a fancy word for that. He became vaccinated, which he wasn't. And it turns out that he petitioned the NFL to try to get his theories and his points across here on why he doesn't need to be vaccinated, but still should count as a vaccinated player. They said no. Now he tests positive. Now the NFL is checking into the background. We'll see how that plays out. And will there be fines, suspensions? Who knows? But we'll see what the NFL comes up with also quickly. Odell Beckham Jr. here. The star that burns so bright in New York City, now starting to dim. Traded to the Cleveland Browns, not working out here. And it looks like he wants to get to his third team in his already illustrious NFL career. We'll see where he goes, but maybe Odell Beckham Jr. It's not the teams that you're with, being the Giants and the Cleveland Browns. Maybe it's just yourself, change of a little bit of attitude, and maybe a change of scenery will certainly do him well. We'll see where Odell Beckham ends up. If he doesn't play for the Cleveland Browns, we'll probably be to know shorter than later on that. Thanks for joining us here on the early line for the Thursday edition here. Donnie Wrightside and Kevin Walsh, NFL action on deck. Make sure you stay tuned for Ben Stevens up next. The only place to turn for expert sports gaming strategies and information. But we just call it The Edge. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.